Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody Coster. With me, Mr. John Spainhauer. John, how are you today? Doing great, Cody. Just happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it is the 7th of March, 2023, and maybe a little bit of a, a lackluster GDT auction this morning, John? Yeah, you know, there was a a little bit of expectation in the market that uh, the GDT was going to be higher again, or excuse me, again, it was expected that it was going to be higher. And again, we failed to live up to those expectations. On the composite index, we were down 0.7. That is in contrast to last auction, which was down 1.5. So was it down as much as last time? No, still down. And several of the futures that we were able to monitor were actually pointing for prices to be a little bit higher. Digging into the details here, we've got skim milk powder was down 1.1. That is going to register in about at $1.24 on a dollars per pound basis. That compares with the EU at $1.15 and the US at $1.17. So the New Zealand skim came in significantly higher than the rest of the world. There was a expectation that it was going to move higher. It did not. It stepped back down a little bit, but still carrying a pretty nice premium to the rest of the world. As we move down into the fat side of things, the butter market was down 0.5%. Not uh, anything to you know really note there. We'll point out, though, that the U.S. is at 235 the EU is at 222 and today's result here puts us in at roughly $2.17 on a butter equivalent. And then uh, as we move to whole milk powder, whole milk powder was up 0.4. You know, that's the big dog, if you will, of the auction that carries the most weight. It was up 0.4. That was expected to be up, you know, 2 3%. So yes, it was higher, just not as high as what we were looking for out of some of these futures contracts. And then finally, we'll move to probably the the one commodity movement on this of note. That's going to be cheddar cheese. That was down 10.2%, which is going to register in at about $2.05. Coming into this, that was about $2.31. So when we compare that cheddar price to the US, we'd say box came into the day in the mid to low 190s. So they were at a discount to the New Zealand cheese price. And so even with New Zealand coming down, still left a little bit of room, but the U.S. responded today by moving lower. And then if we look over at the EU, they're at $1.93. So on an average, we'd say our block barrels are about a buck seventy-seven. The EU around $1.93 and then and New Zealand at $2.05. So New Zealand did come down pretty substantially on this auction, and yet it is still holding the highest price in the world. And like you had mentioned, John, I mean, it kind of like stair-stepped its way down, right? We had GDT, the cheddar that was down, respectively kind of took our block down during spot auction today. It just seems like in the past couple of auctions, it's kind of been the, the the way that it's flowed together. Yeah, you know, we, you have to go back to the idea of the more mozzarella we export, typically the less barrels we have here in the U.S. So more MOTS equals a higher barrel price in many instances, and less MOTS exports equals more barrels. And we typically see those come to the CME, and we see prices move lower on the barrel market, and we get into a level that we can export. 
again, the the EU block market, we, we probably were able to, you know, when we're here in the 190s or in the in the 180s, we might be able to capture some of that EU block market or exports or the New Zealand markets that they might export to when they were at 231. So maybe that explains away some of the uh, convergence that we saw here. But I just get the sense our barrel market was just a little too low. There's been a premium in the futures that leaves for a good cash and carry out here. And we saw our market come up. And and again, though, today we saw that New Zealand cheese market really take a hit. And I guess you could just say maybe buyers said, I'm not going to pay 231 over in New Zealand if I can pay cheaper somewhere else. I don't know. I was always just a little... Uh, confused by that cheddar price. There's just not a whole lot of volume that trades on the GDT cheddar. So it's hard to make too much out of any one price. But the fact of the matter was they were at 230. And the fact of the matter is today they're at 205. That's a pretty big break. And at the very least, I think it does say something about the the international cheese market. And I, I, I would guess that we probably, this is probably a signal of a little bit more downside. Absolutely. Now, kind of moving into things that we've talked about in the past, total you know, purchases by region. Um, and this is the chart that, that you and I have, have looked at kind of this morning, but uh, it seems that North Asia and Southeast Asia may not have been quite back to the buying table as they have been in previous GDT auctions. Yeah. You know, there's a few things we want to look at here. Um, North Asia, as we compare it to last year at this point in time, they bought 12% more than they did in the auction at this point in time last year. That's pretty good. And if we look at their accumulated purchasing through the first five events, we're just shy of about positive 15%. If you you know look at the chart, which I'm looking at here, and I encourage everybody else that's listening to this podcast to reach out to us and make sure you get on our uh, subscription list so that you can take a look at this. So just a really incredible chart. And, and what we see here is that this is the second highest purchasing through the first five events of the year since 2014. I know we've said that a few times, but that trend continues. And I think it's just so important. And I know everybody's heard me stress it before, but uh, we, we continue to hear people say or ask, when is China going to show back up? And so that we can go higher. And to me, this proves that China is here. They have been purchasing and it's not a one-time event. Through the first five events of the year, they've bought 15% more than last year. And again, the second highest cumulative buying since 2014, where I think the rub is continues to be Southeast Asian purchasing. Southeast Asia, during all most of 2022, did some very strong purchasing. And I think they had some pretty decent demand, but I think they were trying to make sure that when China inevitably resurfaced, that they weren't competing that hard with them for product. And I think uh, as we moved into 2023, China has been here. That inevitable purchasing did come back. And at the same point in time, Southeast Asia hasn't done any buying or very much buying on a cumulative uh, through the first five events. They are down 6% year over year as we look at it through the first five events. And, And just, I mean, it's still a relatively strong performance, just not as strong as it needs to be. And so as a result, we see whole milk powder stabilize, right? And that's really been the, the the talk of 2023. China's come back, whole milk powder stabilized, Southeast Asia backed away, 
and a lot of these other products like cheese and skim and butter, these products that Southeast Asia buys have all kind of migrated lower here. And then just one thing I would like to point out though here is that when we stand back and look at the total GDT purchases during event five, they were relatively strong as compared to past event fives. This is the highest volume we've seen on this fifth auction of the year since 2014. So again, we're moving some pretty large amounts of product through the exchange right now. It's being absorbed. Prices have relatively stabilized. Well, John, at the end of every episode, we kind of ask if there's anything that is kind of on your mind that you saw from this specific event that we haven't talked about thus far. And, and I'd like to ask you the the same question for today's auction. You know, over the course of the last few weeks since we've spoken last, I would say one of the developments has been that some of the grain markets have weakened. And I think that's really important from a standpoint of the on-farm margin potential. Uh, I want to be really clear. These are still very high input prices, but you know they're, they've come off of their high. And I, I guess I just look at it and say, for a lot of people, there was an assumption that those prices are going to stay high for a long time, that if we saw front end prices and spot move lower, that they can't move too much lower, or if they do move low, that uh, milk production is going to respond fairly rapidly because the input prices are so high. And I, I guess I would look at it to say, I, I don't think that that calculus has changed all that much. I would just look at it to say that several of these input prices have moved lower and it kind of softens the blow, if you will, of some of these decreases on the front end and the spot price. That's not just here in the U.S., but I think that extends over to Europe as well. And European milk production is is very high. U.S. milk production, I think we have had a milk production report since our last time we were on this call together, Cody. We're up 1.3% and we added cows. Again, I don't I don't want to extrapolate too far into the future here or make any grand, you know, any grand prediction. I'll just say that we do have softer milk prices up front as we're seeing here today. And at the same point in time, we are seeing a little bit of relief at the input side. And I guess I look at that and say, maybe these softer prices up front don't have to instantly translate into lower milk production and therefore higher milk prices. So just something to keep an eye on. And I know that that July to Dece average out there is still relatively high on both the class three and class four. And, and Cody, you would know far more how to speak to this than I do, but I know there are some pretty great products out there like your DRP products that dairy producers can look at and really take advantage of what you know is a historically high milk price as well. Absolutely. And I think to add on to that, John, looking uh, at kind of the dairy sector on farm is taking a look at some of these cull cow prices that a lot of folks throughout our country right now are seeing some prices that I've been quoted are going back to the highs of 2014. Um, I mean, a lot of folks are getting very, very good money for cows being being sent in off farm right now. So that is another caveat to the milk production going forward that I think folks will really want to keep an eye on in the next few weeks and months. Yeah, you bet. And we, we obviously wish the best to everybody and, and hope that everybody can not only survive, but thrive in this environment. And I think there are some tools that are out there for people to do so. But I think one of the things that surprised me the most as I look at this report um, and continue to, you know, to be a little bit surprised is 
We're in auction number five of 2023. China is very much back, and yet prices really haven't rallied, and in a lot of cases have moved lower. Something to keep an eye on and to keep in the back of your mind that just because something big like China shows up doesn't mean that we have to uh, instantly react and move higher. Absolutely. Well, John, again, thank you for being on and giving us the wealth of knowledge for the GDT auction. Everybody at home, we appreciate you tuning in. And I believe, let me check here. Next auction, we have two weeks from now again. So, John, I'll be back about the 21st of March. And until then, again, appreciate you tuning in. Have a great week and we will see you later.